just be supportive because I feel like a lot of our parents have been through things that we've been through. So they should be more understanding than than against it. You know, just try and support. Supporting is, is the best thing that could ever happen. I always tell my mom, I'm like, it's different when I'm trying to prove you that I can do something than when you believe that I can do something. When your parents believe that you can do what you think you can do or at least support you, there's a different type of fuel yeah. that you have compared to doing something that you feel like they'll be against and you're mm-hmm. trying to like prove to them that hey, I can actually do this. So just don't project your fears on your kids, you know, still be a parent, but be supportive, listen and just talk, <laughs> talk mm-hmm. it out, especially for our African parents, you know, they can be a little bit impossible, you know, they impose stuff. Yeah. things on you you know i would say just be understanding and because like your life is not your kid's life you know mm-hmm. what i mean Hey, welcome back to Sakina Speaks. My name is Sakina Ishibani and I'm your host doing the absolute most on this beautiful platform that we come to have the conversations and discussions about really timeless topics, things that we have been experiencing many times in the different spheres of our lives that affect us in very interesting ways. Many times topics that are difficult to speak about that we really struggle with in our African culture more especially. My aim really with Sakina Speaks is to have these conversations that bring about change. I don't want you to just listen to this podcast and be entertained or you know, be uh, amazed or inspired, but I want you to carry that forward into active change. It's all about making a better world for our future generation. Even if we aren't able to see that change actively taking place within our lifetime, it would be great to know that we're leaving a lasting mark that's going to live on beyond our time. So without further ado, you know that I always have a phenomenal guest to have these conversations with. And today I'm taking it all the way to Ohio, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, with a rapper a singer, songwriter, an artist of note. He is such a unique personality, somebody whose creativity and authenticity really, really sparked my attention and, and got me glued to him when I saw him on Instagram. I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even lying. I'm not a like typical rapper person, but I'm still to this day very interested in the kind of work, the kind of lifestyle that he has created, you know, the, the movements, the, the culture that is <laughs> J-Bone243. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Sakina. That was a, that was a great introduction. You know, like I feel I feel so good. <laughs> I don't I didn't think I was that cool, but thank you so much. It's definitely a um, a blessing and an honor to to be on this podcast. You know, I've I've been listening to some of the you know some of the episodes that you previous episodes, and I was like, damn, I got I got to work with her somehow. Yeah. You know, I was I was hoping to ask, but you know, I wanted to ask when I had felt ready, but you know. I'm really appreciative that you actually reached out and wanted to do this. So I'm I'm more than excited to be a part of this for sure. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so honored yeah. that you even wanted to ask. I think I came across a post of yours like two days ago and I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like it's time now. Like it's time to have that conversation. <laughs> You're just very different. 
Thank and you. In, in 2021, I think it's difficult to say that about somebody because everybody's an influencer. Everybody's doing something. Everybody's, you know, like, yeah. but it's kind of difficult to find people that truly stand out. Like not people that just have hype and like vibe to them, but people that are genuinely authentic. You know, people that you can yeah. relate to on a, like a behind the scenes level, like on an underground, yeah. like, you know, somebody that yeah. I actually understand, somebody that can, I can resonate with, someone whose energy is also real. It goes beyond like the spotlights and yeah. the showcasing and that kind of a thing so tell us a bit about yourself you were born and raised in the drc which i'm extremely proud of um yeah. how did that journey start like your, your musical journey how did you end up in america so you know like you said i was born in the congo um in 92 from two parents who are still together they're both mm-hmm. congolese by the way and um my, both my parents were you know involved always heavily involved in church and my dad and my mom sang in the church my dad also was you know sang in a church at some point played guitar and you know did different things in church so um that you know has a lot of influence on me uh, yeah. how did i get to america my dad worked outside the us you know he was uh he was a medical doctor at the time mm-hmm. and um you know in congo things were not you know, perfect back in the time, which was maybe 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, you know, he, he left the Congo and searched for, you know, better, um, the better life for his family, basically. So every time he moved, I was fortunate enough to be the oldest. He wanted the oldest son to experience kind of like lead before my brothers and sisters would actually come after me. So I had the opportunity to um, live in Zambia, South Africa, and all these different places. Yeah. Um, and finally, he got a job here and and was tired of being away from his family that's how come he was like you know i'm just gonna bring my family over and and enough of being away from them to make it short that's how you know i ended up in america that is so cool how many countries have you been to a maximum of uh five unless i'm unless i'm forgetting um some but i think five um some i didn't live in some countries were just like stop you know you stop by on the way Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. somewhere yeah that's really cool and how did that influence the kind of music that you make oh man so much so much I'm you know in the beginning it was really I really had a hard time you know appreciating all the countries and places I've been to but now that I'm a little bit older I realize it's been a blessing every you know like I said every country I've been I've been to I've tried to uh, emerge myself into you know the music you know the music aspect of it and yeah for example, when I was in Zimbabwe, I was, I was listening to um, a lot of Shona music. I got introduced to a lot, uh, a lot of uh, South African music, you know, mm-hmm. like Kwaito and, hip, you know, South African hip hop and, and stuff like that. You know, being able to soak the, you know, the culture, you know, the music has really, uh, has really, really, really made um, an impact on my life, basically. You know, I'm, I'm seeing it now, but yeah, I would say the, you know, being in those countries is definitely made me who I am I guess you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah and and how did the musical journey begin like when did you decide that this is my part of my it. journey I've been doing music for quite a long time now um I said I, I think it first started in Zambia actually you know in, in Congo because I remember listening to you know um songs by R. Kelly you know I, I could barely even speak English but mm-hmm. I was just so intrigued by you know what I mean by the the instrument you know the the mm-hmm. way the artists use their voices to project you know their messages and the the emotional aspect of it so that was always in the back of my mind but I remember in Zambia that was high school I was roughly about 13 14 years old 
Yeah. I played basketball and within that basketball community, I, I came across, you know, some talented guys who were actually involved in music. Um, one of the guys was a pastor's son who had a studio back at his house. I uh, started becoming friends with him and, you know, frequently visited the studio and met some people that were into music already. And the first time I actually decided to try to make something, everybody was like, wow, you man, you sound really good and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So that's actually... Um, I think when I was 13, that's when the music actually popped up in my life. I also had um, an aunt who was a teacher of music in Zambia. And um, her third-born son was a guitarist and an audio engineer. Yeah. And I spent quite a few years living with them. So while in that house... So the older cousin was an audio engineer, played instruments, and recorded some big artists in Zambia. Mm -hmm. And the younger cousin was um, a guitarist and, you know, he played in church and stuff like that. So he was the one that I hang out a lot with. I remember he used to write raps for me and stuff like that or just, you know, tell me about how to give a message so people can feel it, you know, just how to be open and stuff like that. So yeah. that right there is where, like, I really started taking music seriously. Just being around a cousin that played guitar and, you know, was popular at the time, regardless of being young. That's basically the whole foundation. That's where J-Bone started. You were literally immersed into, like, a musical environment. Yeah, which is, uh, which is something I never really, I never really paid attention to until I was able to, you know, look back and be like, oh, okay, the reason why I do this is because I've always been around it, I guess. And, you mm. know, regardless of being around it, I, um, I feel like my parents always had a problem with me being into, you know, hip hop and <laughs> all this stuff, especially being in Africa. As a kid, getting into hip hop meant you were getting into trouble and all this stuff. So they were not really super into music and uh, mm. hip hop and stuff like that. How did you overcome that? I kept doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Because I remember there's a point where I used to, you know, you know, you I don't know if you remember the cassette players and stuff yes, like that. Yes, yes. I remember there's a point where I loved hip hop so much that I would steal my mom's preachings and gospel cassettes and then record music from from, from like the radio station onto those cassettes. Wow. Just so I can have, you know, like my favorite music playing over and over. And, you know, and I remember my parents would get those tapes and hide them, you know what I mean? And just try to you know shift my attention from hip-hop into you know whatever school and and all these other stuff so mm -hmm. are they a lot more supportive and, and responsive to your craft now oh yeah definitely um now yes they definitely are because um in the beginning it was more there were i think their fear came from me focusing on so much on art or music and not being able to focus on what actually matters, like my education and just being an upstanding citizen, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You know? Now, if, if a stranger was to walk up to you and say, J-Bone243, <laughs> what kind of music do you make? How would you describe your style of music and your sound? That's a good question. I get those questions a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I just say I make, I make music depending on how I feel. I don't really want to categorize it or put it in a box i feel like i don't know if you i'm sure you've listened to some of my music it's it I have. doesn't all sound the same sometimes mm -hmm. i'll sound like this sometimes i'll play stuff for people and they're like oh is this you is that, <laughs> yeah you know? so even sometimes i'm like oh i didn't know i could do this so it's um i would say i'm a genre genre bending artist you mm -hmm. know i because of you know the cultures and music and everything that i've been you know emerged into i feel like i can almost do anything as far as like musically you know 
I also wanted to ask you, right? I know this is like very, very impromptu, but can I request yeah. a young freestyle? A freestyle? Yeah. You know, they say I don't freestyle for free, right? Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, um, freestyle, freestyle. I'll, I'll go off of something that I actually wrote a long time ago. And this is basically something that I remember I was so doubtful about putting out. And then once yeah. I put it out, I received a lot of positivity around it. It goes like, I swear I never felt like this before. Sometimes you think you know it all, but you ain't even sure. Feeling like the devil when your heart, when you know your heart is pure. Fighting all these demons when you know your heart is pure. Talking to myself, I know it's harder to ignore. Even when I'm happy, still my back against the wall. Too many times you feel like it's just me against the world. Looking out the mirror, maybe I'm the type of guy. Your mama tells you not to be around or you would cry. The conversation early made me look up in the sky. I swear I spoke to God, but I ain't never hear him back. I swear I speak to God, but I never hear him back. Hello? Yeah, something like that, you know? Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, wow. Yeah, that's something old that I wrote and it kind of resonates with me now mm-hmm. as well, so yeah. Like I can hear a lot of God in the stuff that you write. Like there are a lot of references to it. Is yeah. that because of the Christian background that you had or is that still something that is like an integral part of who you are right now? Both. It's because of the upbringing. Religion is such a huge part of my, it plays a huge part of my life. Did and it still does. I try to go to church at least every every Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm an audio engineer at church and I feel like church just gives me that balance. Yeah, that's where that comes from. You know, just my relationship with God. and That's beautiful, man. How okay. did you then discover like your musical and artistic identity? And like how similar or different is that to who you are? It's, it's, it's been a journey it's, and it's still, you know, I'm still discovering who I am because every day it's like I'm growing every day. I'm, I'm liking new things every day. I'm disliking new things every day, you know, mm-hmm. but your question was when or how? Yeah. Like, how did you, like, when did you at least get to that point where you were like, okay, this is the kind of personality that I have, the kind of artistic personality or identity rather that I have. Like, this is what I sound like. These are my influences. This is who I am as J-Bone 243. Mm-hmm um yeah like I said I feel like that's an ongoing uh ongoing journey but um I would say about 2014 is when I got to the U.S. I would say 2015 2016 is when I I actually started you know I decided to get a studio and just started making music seriously and I feel like performing around Cincinnati I um came across a lot of people that sounded the same you know like open mics people sound all the same you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and and I feel so weird, especially going maybe like being the 10th person to perform or like the fifth person. I'll be like, oh, my God, all these people sound the same. And and I'm the one that sounds different. Maybe people mm-hmm. will not mess with me at all. Like maybe people think this is trash. Maybe people. But like every time I stepped up there, I felt like me being unique is what made me stand out. Yeah. You know, so experiencing that just made me think and my dad always tells me to be myself my parents always huge advocates of being who you really are and not really following people just randomly so I feel like I would say about 2015 is when I just kind of said hey this is this is me Mm -hmm. I can't keep trying to be like everybody else because you know that's not really who I am and if I ended up being popular or famous or make you know be big i don't want to keep making music knowing that that's not me you know what i mean yeah then i'll be stuck with it so um yeah mm-hmm. no man i love how fluid you are with your craft 
with your music like that's why even when listening to your pieces like i couldn't really say this is like this genre or this like genre bending yeah. artist is literally what we can call you because it's like so hard to place exactly <laughs> who you sound like or what you, but for me i really appreciate your music it's just like thank you so good, very chilled like of course it's gonna sound like i'm guessing you up because you're my guest but like honestly honestly speaking yeah <laughs> actually yeah i appreciate your music like i'm not big into rap but yeah. it has to be something that i really vibe with for me to to resonate with that and i like how it's it's simple but like the message is always pretty deep yeah you listen to it and then you'll yeah. go back and you'll be like there was definitely something deep that was being said here that probably Think, the yeah first time. yeah Oh man, that that really means a lot. You know, as an artist, you know, whenever you make stuff, maybe not every artist, you have a little bit of doubt. You are hard on yourself more than anybody else. So whenever mm-hmm. I put stuff out, I'm like, well, I hope I hope it's going to make sense. I hope people can learn from this. So, you know, coming from somebody who like a somebody like you who, you know, who's an artist and who's doing amazing stuff, it really means a lot more than you can. Thank you so do. much. Thank you. I never thought you'd actually respond to my dm i think like within like the early days of like following you and i think i remember like after following you i think i went crazy just liking most of your stuff because i was like flip like i actually i actually genuinely like this and i was just liking everything and i was like oh my god then you like back or something like that and i was like wow yeah, yeah. hey man i feel like I'm, I'm 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 reachable i really look up to my parents and they've tried to put this thing into me like my dad always tells me to stay humble you know what i mean you can have a, a whole house full of money but that should not mean you should be unreachable you know what i mean exactly. so i try as much as possible to just be humble talk to people and you never know what that comes from you know and and that i think that comes from me being you know the different backgrounds i've been from you know what i mean i've i've been i've been fortunate in love to live very comfortable life and a non-comfortable life hard hard times so that's taught me to have a balance and you know what i mean get back to people talk to people and not be in my head and think I'm the biggest guy. You know what I mean? So yeah. if, I, if somebody, if I like the energy, hey, I'm reaching back out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I'm very appreciative. So I appreciate that. I, I definitely go with that. I also go on vibes because vibes don't lie. So right. if, if I feel the vibes and, and you know, I resonate with, with your message, most importantly, mm-hmm. then I'm going to try reach out or, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reciprocate the love. So, yeah. Right, right. That's a good quality for sure. J yeah. Bowen 243. The 243 part, personally, I'm proud of. I know yeah. what it means. Um, yeah. But how did you come up with the name? Why did you choose the name and what does it mean? J Bone. Oh my God. It goes back to high school. Going back to high school, it was actually Harry Bone in the beginning, you know? Really? Uh, I was a skinny dude that loved to play basketball and I had a fro, you know? Like I said, I was always submerged into like the American culture, the hip hop, you know? So I grew this afro and I was really skinny. And, you know, and I remember I also used to listen to these guys called the Young Bloods. Yeah, that was a crew back in the 2000s. Um, And there was this guy called Bone something. And I was hairy and I was skinny. So I called myself Harry Bone. That didn't last too long. I decided to change that when I actually got here and started and got a little bit serious about my music. So the J Bone actually goes for John, which is, stands for John brings on new evolution. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the J stands for John, which is my actual name, Jean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought of being creative with my name because I like everything to make sense. Even if somebody mm-hmm. is to ask me, why do you call yourself this? You know, so I decided to actually come up with something that actually made a lot more sense than just a random name. So J-Bone came across. That's another thing that really drew my attention. 
or caught my attention. Mm-hmm. I think the attention to detail mm-hmm. in like even like the short shareables that you you put on bro is this guy like <laughs> <laughs> it's like so proper. And and the coolest thing is that you can come up with the concept, you direct it, the execution is flawless. That's why I personally think. That's why I was like, nah man, like is this guy really like is he Congolese? Like because this is so it's so different. <laughs> Oh man, I'm I'm Congolese to to the bone. It's crazy sometimes, uh, especially being here as well. There's been times when I meet Congolese people and you know my people, and I'm like, we'll be you know conversating, and and then one day they just find out when I tell them, oh, when they ask me where you're from, and I say I'm from Congo, nobody actually believes me. <laughs> Until now, nobody does believe me ever until they actually hear me speaking maybe Lingala or Swahili or mm-hmm. like one of the Congolese native languages. I mean, I don't know. It's just who I am, you know? And I really like things to make sense. I feel like everything should... Have a should, meaning. A meaning, yeah. That, thanks for the word. Like mm-hmm. everything should have a meaning. In the beginning, if you remember, you said a lot of people just want to have a platform. I feel like yeah. a lot of people want to have a platform but don't really know what to do with it or what mm-hmm. to say with it. So I realize I have a small platform. Why not make use of make use of it the right way? You know, make sure everything that's out there can actually build, teach, or make somebody better instead of the opposite. So, you know, I try to make sure everything is actually perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything is so I don't mislead. Amazing. Yeah. How different is the American music scene, or at least well, let's let's not make it too general, right? Like mm-hmm. just the scene in Ohio, or basically what you've experienced in America to the African music scene or the different African music scenes that you've interacted with, like the Zimbabwean, the South African, the Congolese, what are they doing right? And what are we doing right? Oh man, that right there is, um, it's subjective, you know what I mean? But a lot of what people, I mean, like artists here do, speaking of Ohio, uh, I feel like a lot of stuff is done almost the same but uh, most some of the things I feel like are different. Uh, like people here or artists here have a lot more opportunity. And with opportunity, I mean, maybe having the right equipment to, you yeah. know, do their art. Maybe even not have access, but they have more access than artists back home, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I feel like just having that advantage just puts them a little bit of uh, people, you know, like artists back home. Yeah. So um, I feel like that's the biggest thing, uh, honestly. If if anything else, I feel like we are on the right track. Um, back in Africa, when I say we, yeah, I wouldn't really say there's much of a difference, honestly. Uh, you know, it's it's subjective. Like I said, some people are good, some people suck. Where uh-huh. in Africa, in America, everywhere. But the biggest thing is just the opportunities um, are very different. I think so. Yeah. What do you think can be done from an artist's perspective in order to level the playing field in that regard? Hmm. I feel like it's up to artists that actually have had a way out. Um, artists that have actually had a way out. For example, speaking of myself, I have a way out. I can engineer. I can. I, I know a lot more about music production than some people back home. So it's mm-hmm. up to people like me to learn or use whatever we have learned here and take it back home in order to actually better the situation live. here. Yeah, better situation as far as like sound quality, as far as because there's so many stuff. Before I started recording here, I recorded myself in Africa too. And I thought what I knew was everything, you know. Yeah. And when I got here, I'm like, oh, I didn't know you had, you know, there were mics like this. I didn't know there was this, those are so now I feel like it's my duty to actually enlighten people that 
don't know about things that I know now. That's one of the things that will actually level the playing field, like you said, just teaching and showing people other things besides what they know. Yeah. You've spoken about how you're going to be sort of a role model or an inspiration to mm-hmm. other people who le- who have like less resources, less opportunities, people who know less. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the people that have inspired you both within and outside of the music industry? Oh man, there's so many. First off, I'll say my parents, honestly, because the majority of things that I know, see, I learned from, my, I saw from my parents, my cousin, obviously, for, you know, teaching me how to speak the truth in music and, you know, giving me my first computer. And, and then after that, I would say um, it changes every day, but mostly artists, they just, they just speak to me, you know, um, when I listen to music, I like to hear the truth. I like to hear things that I can relate to. Yeah. So with that being said, there's a number of artists that actually make me feel that way. Some of them being, you know, obviously people go to Jay-Z, you know, Jay-Z being who he is. I try not to be so much into the main, you know, into mainstream music. So I would also say people like Olivam Tukuzi. Olivam Tukuzi was one person that actually introduced me to guitar and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a little bit of Lil Wayne. The, the list goes back, but those people are not who inspire me today just because of like the mindset that I'm in and what I want to achieve and what I believe in and stuff like that. So um, that's a really tough question, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's really tough. I, I'm, trying to fi- I'm trying to find the perfect way to answer it, but it's so hard. I would say my, my friends, my, my family, especially because they always, you know, keep it 100 with me. You know, they always tell me to be myself. If I sound like this, I'm like, no, oh, man. Like, so I, I would say just like right now, the people around me, the people around me are people that inspire me and, and life, honestly, just living life, trying to learn new things. And yeah, as far as artists right now, I'll be lying. I'm trying not to copy as much. Yeah. And in order, in order for me to come up with my own sound and be who I am, sometimes I sh- shut that out. You know what I mean? Just try to be on my own and try to be creative enough to come up with something that nobody has ever heard. To summarize it, I would say family, friends, and there's a few, there are a few artists that actually are influences. Like I said, Oliver Mutukuzi, I like uh, Chronix from, you know, he's the Jamaican artist. There's um, Sir, there's uh, Boogie, there's, uh, there's so many, there's so many, so, so many. I feel like I'm contradicting myself right now. <laughs> No, it's all good. We got the gist of it. Yeah. And like I said, man, I'm just in awe of you either way because you're just very, yeah. very peculiar. You're not mainstream. You're not so affected by or like molded by what others are doing or I'm what doing. people think is the trend or that kind of a thing. But you stay true to yourself. And yeah, yeah you speak your truth. And that I really, yeah. really appreciate because a lot of us are just falling into that trap of peer pressure or, you know, just becoming yeah. what is the hype. But at the end of the day, we know within ourselves that we're selling ourselves short because we're not yeah. true to who we need to be. That's very true. Actually, doing that brings a lot of um, a lot of stress, and like stress also comes with lack of confidence. You know, because like people try to do what's already out there, right? Yeah. And then when it doesn't work for them, you know, I'm doing maybe exactly like J Cole. I'm doing exactly like da da da. Why am I not popping? It's because there's already a J Cole. Exactly. You know what I mean? People want to hear something different. People want to hear you. 
there's no other Sakina somewhere else. There's no other John somewhere else. I would hope so, not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think there is. I mean, they, they could be somebody that looks like you, but I don't think they think like you. They don't talk like you. They don't have the same experience you have, you know? So I feel like those are some of the things to capitalize on. And just if you focus on you and do you and then, yeah. you know, shut, shut the world out for a little bit. I feel like that's what brings authenticity. People will be able to see you instead of seeing, you know, somebody else. Yeah. You. And so in that time of like stress and I mean, there are times when all of these external forces just come at you all at once and you feel the pressure mm-hmm. to produce, you feel the pressure to be creative, you feel the pressure to be different and to, to do all of these things in order to live up to your expectation of yourself, to live up to even the expectations of those that you hold dearest. Yeah. How then do you manage your mental health in times like that so that you can still stay true to yourself and not feel the pressure, not be changed by that pressure? Yeah. Man, there's so many different things. Usually, I just shut everything out, honestly, because I try to remind myself where I come from, Mm -hmm. uh, what I've been through. And honestly, not so many people have been through what I've been through, you know, and that's where church also comes into. Because whenever I go to church or sometimes it's like I'll be thinking about something. When I go to church, that preaching will be about that particular thing that I'm actually thinking about. And sometimes it feels like just talking to me once I leave Yeah. Right. I'll be be like, damn, somebody on my window listening to what I was thinking, you know, So that's where that's where I really appreciate religion. I feel like that part for me helps me go back to realize like, hey, look, settle down, dude. You're not everybody else. And I've been fortunate enough to also have friends that I mean, especially my brothers. I like my friends. They're really open about stuff. You know, sometimes I I talk to my brothers. I'm like, hey, man, I'm feeling like this, like that, like that. Regardless of being them being younger than me, they're really wise. They keep it 100 with me and mm-hmm. tell me how things are and. And I feel like that's what keeps that balance. And regardless of them talking, I feel like it's a personal thing. Like people can tell you whatever they want, but it's up to you to make up your mind. So I just shut things out and remind myself who I am, where I'm from and why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think that helps me shut everything out. Keeping your eyes on the prize. Absolutely. Yes. Now, tell us about Artsy Work Studio. Artsy Work Studio is a corporation. Basically, it was I, I came up with it because I'm like I'm from an artsy family. I I have um, four siblings, and all of them are artistic in their own way. They play instruments, sing, and do other stuff. You know, so I feel like that's where the artsy came from, and. Um, it's basically, I want to make it a platform to help people, just like how we're talking about certain people knowing other things that other people don't know. And mm-hmm. for me, it's like, I want to be able to enlighten, enlighten people in the artsy or, you know, in an artistic way, you know what I mean? Give people opportunities. And that was the vision behind it. And then Artsy Work Studio has um, a recording studio. We have um, like a design team yeah. where we design and make merch photography we have i mean we have almost everything so everything that you see out there from j bone is done in-house you know what i mean so i just mm-hmm. wanted to be able to create something that can grow and possibly inspire people that are from where i'm from basically just to inspire honestly mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful journey because along that journey people like me you know get a part of the movement carry forward that message and, and help to amplify that message on platforms like this so that's why i'm very very grateful that you accepted my invitation and that um i came across you i believe that it's not by mistake or it wasn't by coincidence or anything like that it was definitely a yeah. divine event a divine happening 
um, that God yeah. wanted to take place. I believe that too. I believe it's it, it was meant to be because you don't know how many times I thought of like, oh my God, I need to talk to this lady. I need to, I need, how can I be on this? So you telling me that is just, you know, it's, it's just another motivation. It's like, yo, dude, keep doing what you're doing because it's working. It's, you know what I mean? It, it may be, it may not be as fast as you want to, but it's working. So that really means a lot. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful Likewise, thing. Likewise, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, y'all don't understand. Like, I could be here facilitating this conversation, but I'm also blushing on my end because, I mean, <laughs> I'm just here trying to have these conversations and just sort of reflect the kind of conversations that I have in my head and the kind of ideas that I would like to see projected in the world because this is the wealth that we have. It's not just the diamonds and the gold and the oil that we have in Africa. It's Mm -hmm. people like Jay Bowen. It's people like Rudy Samuel. It's people like... People like Sakina. (laughs) (laughs) So, as I was saying... Yeah, no, seriously, man. I really, really do appreciate it. People like whoever who's listening to this podcast right now, like it doesn't have to be a podcast. It doesn't have to be you becoming a recording artist. It doesn't even have to be anything artistic. It's just mm-hmm. there is something within you, just like Jay Bone said, like we need you, you know, we need whatever you need to offer because yeah, yeah you are, you're important, you're unique. And that which mm-hmm. you were brought to this earth to fulfill and accomplish is important right. to other people. Yeah. That's very true. All it takes is you, me, and whoever's listening. You know what I mean? Just be a genuine self because I'm sure whatever you're going through, somebody else somewhere is going through that. And they just want to hear. Sometimes just hearing that somebody else went through what you did go through gives you the power to, you know, push. Like, oh, they went through that too? And they're okay now? No, let me push. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's all we need. You know, pushing each other and reminding each other. Sharing information is, I believe, is the biggest thing ever sharing information you have information that works for you give it to the next person you know what i mean enlightening each other for sure yes that's another major 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 reason why this platform is here first of all like even though the pandemic is horrible and we are losing so many precious lives but this time though is a time i believe that god has really used to like reignite fires within many of us and connect Mm -hmm. us to people that we in normal circumstances would have never met like this connection right here like if it wasn't for instagram if it wasn't for the whole pandemic and us realizing that okay like we really need to know how to be able to still achieve the things that we want to achieve mm-hmm. despite not being able to to see each other not to have that physical contact then you know this conversation yeah. wouldn't have been so just like they say in french to all bad things there is good, good. Directly yeah. translated. i'm very very grateful for that even though there's the horrible horrible downside to it but yeah there is beauty in this mud that we're going through. Oh, yeah, you're you're very right about that. That'll bring me to a topic where I feel like, you know, quarantine was horrible. You know what I mean? I've seen what it's been able to do to other people and even myself. I feel like had it not happened, I wouldn't have stepped out of this bubble. It was just like a like a wake-up call. Like, hey, man, the world is bigger than what you think it is. You know, mm-hmm. I mean? help recenter my focus and, like, you know, just go through certain things that I'm like, okay, I'm grateful I went through that because without going that, I wouldn't have thought of this and I wouldn't have been where I am today. So, exactly. you know, thank God for that. Mm-hmm. And thank God for the internet as well, you know. So it's 21st century. Yeah. <laughs> Endless yeah. possibilities, man. Endless possibilities. Definitely. I think yeah. another thing that we should just note is that let's move away from this victim mentality. I know a lot of people have been saying it's a just like Jay said, the difference between you and another person that's going through the exact same thing is the choice that you have to either be another statistic, another person going through that very same thing, or to be somebody that pushed themselves and got yeah. out of it so that they can pull people like them out of that same situation. So yeah. this time was really tough, still is really tough. 
I think at some point I felt depressed mm-hmm. with like online school and you're going to work and there's funerals here and then you're just losing family members. But there was, there is, there was, and there will be such a great lesson to learn during this time. Oh, yeah. And it's just never give up. No matter what happens, just keep pushing because you don't know how much time you have left. There's very so right. much, you know, there's so much to yeah. explore. There's so much that you can do that's going to have a lasting value. It's not really about how much time you have here, but how much right. longer you're going to live beyond right. your actual life. Right. Um, with that being said, there's like, a, there's an anime I was watching like two days ago, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a line that really spoke to me where this guy says, it's not about fear of dying, but it's about what you achieve before you die. What would you say, you've, what difference have you made? Like, how, how have you impacted people? You know what I mean? With that being said, like, you can't be a victim. You know, you can't keep playing victim. You got to make a decision. It's already happened, right? Mm-hmm. What, am I, what are we going to do from here? Yes. You know, what are we going to do from here should be what is more important than like, oh, look at what happened to us. And you know what I mean? I know it's sad, but if you stay in the past, then you're stuck in the past. Life continues. You know, people continue living. People move on. People staying stuck in, you know, one spot prevents growth. Totally. Now, I want to know, you know, on a lighter note, because we like really went in there. What what is your favorite song of all the pieces that you've made? And why? I have so many songs, Sakina. (laughs) I have so, 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 so many songs. Um, Some I'm not out yet. You know, some been out years. But um, let me see current favorite song actually the, my current favorite song is not really out yet it's a it's a song i actually did with with this south african artist it's actually going to be on my next project his name is docs the mavericks okay. but i think that's my that's one of my favorite songs that's not out but something that's out i would say uh cali call cali mm-hmm. calls from my recent project um i really wasn't as confident with that song because i produced the beat recorded mixed mastered everything i didn't really like the song as much but the more i saw people's reaction from it just kind of you know made me fall back in love with it in closing we always have to come to this unfortunate unfortunate part of the show where we have to let you go but what advice do you have number one to parents who have like young budding artists um young creatives people that are not necessarily like that passionate about the school aspect of life we're not discrediting that at all and i do say like go get your degree and then you know pursue Mm -hmm. whatever that your heart's desire is Mm -hmm. but like what advice do you have to parents that don't fully understand what their kids are doing i hope this doesn't sound bad but like don't project your fears on your kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean that's been one of the things that held me back for a long time and i understand some parents you know it's it's not because they don't believe in you but they they want something good for you but they're just going about it the wrong way so i would say just be supportive because i feel like a lot of our parents have been through things that we've been through so they should be more understanding than than against it you know just try and support supporting is is the best thing that could ever happen i always tell my mom i'm like it's different when i'm trying to prove you that i can do something than when you believe that i can do something when your parents believe that you can do what you think you can do or at least support you there's a different type of fuel yeah that you have compared to doing something that you feel like they'll be against and you're mm-hmm. trying to like prove to them that hey, I can actually do this. So just don't project your fears on your kids, you know, still be a parent, but be supportive, listen and just talk, <laughs> talk mm-hmm. it out, especially for our African parents, you know, they can be a little bit impossible, you know, they impose stuff. 
yeah. things on you, you know. I would say just be understanding and because like your life is not your kid's life, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, that's one of my biggest advices, you know, you never know. And to young budding artists that are finding themselves, still finding their space within the industry, still finding their sound, what, what do you have to say to them? I say, honestly, be you. <laughs> just do you. <laughs> Just, just be you i mean just keep doing you because that's what will make you stand out from my perspective just keep doing you keep trying new stuff don't ever feel like there's a point where you come like hey man i know everything i'm good now because once you get to that point there's no growth always be curious submerge yourself into a community that actually believes or does what you want to do like what you are pushing for because it wouldn't make sense for you to be a doctor and all you do is just hang out with people that want to be i don't know painters or stuff Mm -hmm. like that you know so get your crowd like your community yeah, yeah get get the right crowd believe in yourself and just be yourself I think that's the biggest thing. Be yourself because we all we all have this idea that music has to sound like this or not just music or this has to be like this because everybody does it like this. Mm-hmm. But breaking out of that is what can make you the new Michael Jackson, the new Dr. Phil, the new, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, the, you know. Yeah. So be yourself and believe in what you're doing. Submerge yourself into the right community and right friends. And that would just take you different places and with that said ladies and gentlemen we have come to the end of this episode jbone 243 it has been a pleasure like an absolute pleasure speaking to you today me too man i really i really i really i really appreciate you i this was really awesome so awesome and it's like it's like a check you know i'm checking my girl i just checked my girl i'm like damn i did a interview or i spoke with sakina and, oh thank you yeah yeah so I'm super excited. Today is going to be a good day. <laughs> I'm so glad I could help you start the yeah. morning so well. Like, I felt so bad because I was like, but you said eight hours, and then turns out it was only 6 a.m. on your side, and it's like, pop it, sun's out, and I'm ready. <laughs> and you know, I felt so bad. I was like, oh my God, like, I just woke <laughs> Totally okay. Like, another thing on that, like, always be ready. Like, for artists, that's another advice. Always be ready. Sometimes, even when you're not ready, but just be ready to go. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like that's one thing that has gotten me to, you know, where I kind of am because people just hit you up randomly. Like, hey man, show up. Can you show up tomorrow? You're not ready, but make it happen. Yeah. So thank you so yeah. much to each and every single person that listens to this podcast as well to everybody that's going to go check out jbone underscore 243 on instagram it's going to go listen to his new project called tickled pink and it's going to follow up on each and every single thing that he does from here onwards because i bet you you're going to fall in love with his sound you're going to fall in love with what he's about you know the culture the sneaker culture oh my god like can we please talk about the sneakers that this man yeah. wears like i was like dude hey man no, i think i have no. a problem <laughs> yeah no the drip is too deep thank you so much thank you thank once you. again guys it's really been amazing by the message of the likes of jbone243 um and the many other phenomenal people that i've had on the podcast and will have on the podcast so please keep reaching out on social media that's sakima speaks underscore hit me up on my email address sakima speaks at gmail.com and keep the conversation going wherever you go wherever you are you know, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a family member and let's make Skin Speaks a household name. For now, stay safe, take care. Mwah.
Bikina has just be supportive because I feel like a lot of our parents have been through things that we've been through so they should be more understanding than than against it you know just try and support supporting is is the best thing that could ever happen I always tell my mom I'm like it's different when I'm trying to prove you that I can do something than when you believe that I can do something when your parents believe that you can do what you think you can do or at least support you there's a different type of fuel yeah that you have compared to doing something that you feel like they'll be against and you're mm-hmm. trying to like prove to them that hey I can actually do this so just don't project your fears on your kids you know still be a parent but be supportive listen and just talk <laughs> talk mm-hmm. it out especially for our african parents you know they can be a little bit impossible you know they impose stuff yeah things on you you know I would say just be understanding and cuz like your life is not your kids life you know what i mean okay.